Hey, baby. Welcome to episode 60 of your Cosmic Mama podcast. I'm your hostess, Andy Murphy. And today, it is my pleasure, pleasure, to share with you my friend, Marilyn Prosper. Marilyn is a Theta practitioner. Marilyn lives the Akashic like no one I know. And when her guides began telling her what kind of was in store for her, fuck, um, maybe you've had that experience as well where you're like, you want me to do what, huh? Marilyn's commitment to sitting with herself, of knowing herself, of being able to clear the pathways so that her soul can become what it's here to do. Well, I want to say it's unique, but it's not. Anytime we have a conversation with Marilyn, um, I realize what I could do, be doing for myself a little bit better or more of the tools and the awareness and the presence and the commitment to self is extraordinary. And what you will hear inside, well, fuck, she blows my mind. Whenever I hear the asks and uh, what her role is. So uh, welcome her warmly to your life, to the Cosmic Mom podcast, to the spaces that she will turn something on in you that allows you to do you better, to live more in your authenticity and sovereignty. In our January Akashic update, what came through was the ask for this year is to unlearn and remember. I can think of no one who has done that better than Marilyn. So do as we do, light a bowl, light a joint, light a candle, get something warm, and allow yourself to move out of the mundane and into the sacred, sacred source, the source that is you, the infinite potential of beauty and bliss that is you. Yes, yes. Ready? We'll see you inside. Because um, as I was heading into this room today, they just started laughing and they're like, do you know how many lifetimes in the making this is? Do yeah. you know, Marilyn, how many lifetimes in the making this conversation is? Oh, gosh, I'm going to throw up. <laughs> Why are you going to throw up? No, no, no. Like, no, I know. Yeah. Yeah. The gift of um, being able to do it together. Like, I know. I know. So um, thanks for saying yes. I've got some questions written down. Okay. But let's get some sacred space open. And I told Taya that she can be here because clearly she thinks she's a part of this today. Fire dragons activate. <laughs> oh, so as we invite Andy and Marilyn, and as we invite you, precious star seeds, precious rememberers of the cosmos, precious kitties those who did not take on human bodies because you were so much smarter than us. He was like, I'm going to do it. As we just deepen our breath and inviting in spirit today, inviting in the highest aspects of you. Allowing to give voice and presence to soul. Yeah. 
As we ask that whatever may be going on within your heart today be soothed by this conversation. That an answer or an aha that brings you to the next phase of your awakening with greater ease and joy be discovered within. As we remind ourselves, this world is not the real one. <laughs> ong sa, ong sa, ong sa, Marilyn. Hi, Andy. <laughs> um, I think I'm used to you doing the ong sa, ong sa, ong sa. Marilyn is what we call the voice of the lineage in our containers. Um, I'm used to you um, showing up in that part and in that way. <sighs> um, she's never done this, FYI. I mean, she does it, but not uh, necessarily while we're recording her on camera. So I'll trust that that's part of it. Would you talk to us a little bit about your awakening to me feels fast and furious and at times really dicky. Um, would you talk to us a little <laughs> bit about that? It is really dicky. <laughs> Yeah, um, it was interesting. I, I'm now starting to realize that I was sort of being prepared for it in 2019. Um, and by, I, I try, I was with a partner and I was, I say, try to break up with him. I was trying to break up with him. He was really nice. Um, and I felt bad. And I tried to do it on my birthday, which is in December. And it didn't work out. And then January 6th, I heard it really, really loudly, get out. You need to just get out. So I wrote a very nice long letter. And that's how I ended the relationship. Um, it was almost, was it five years? It was almost like five years wow. relationship. And from there, it was just sort of me navigating that breakup. And then by summer, <laughs> I mean, it's 2020, it's kind of navigating a breakup and lots of other things too. Lots of other things, right? Lockdown, like all the things, right? And then summer of 2020, that's when things started to happen. I joined a meditation and I, with a friend of mine um, who was running it, and then I end up on Sirius and I was just like, what? And... Isis, I call her Osset, was there. And I was just like, what? And she said, welcome home. And I was just like, so then I got curious. And then through Mel, I found you. <laughs> and have been riding this wave with Andy. And what was interesting, though, with this awakening is that it has been fast and furious. Um, I was catapulted into grid work, then catapulted into my architecture work mm. while, you know, homeschooling and working, um, collapsing systems and, you know, and then end of 2021, learning sort of like how to create architecture for the collective while creating timelines for the collective. So it's interesting because because my Fast and Furious is not only do I have to be on the leading edge, but a little bit ahead of it. So I have to future forward, come back to the now, 
and build it. Oh. In the now. Yeah. Um, as soon as you say that, I see it. It's a little, uh, you know, Terminatory and the best <laughs> possible. Like, if Terminator was a musical, like that's kind of what you're doing. Right. Uh, because you really are working in future and then coming back from future to put it in play here. Right. So there's like a lot of time collapsing and not realize, you know, and really be working outside of time okay. and space <laughs> and that sort of construct. Well, oh. um, and thanks. Um, so Claire, Marilyn being the class of 2020 waking up and then you hear these things that she's doing. I just want you guys to recognize um What's remarkable about Marilyn and one of the exciting things that I'm happy to have her here to kind of explore and share is the absolute faith that you have had to work in. Because for you to be able to say three years ago, um, I wasn't necessarily into these things and now um, I'm creating new architecture for the next level of humanity. Uh, <laughs> cool. And... Um, I also want to thank you for being as transparent. I hate that word, but um, I don't hate that word. I hate that idea. I know of you that your boundaries are so fucking good that one day I was on my walk and some blessings came through for Marilyn and her daughter and I couldn't send them and I had to call Marilyn. I'm like, hey, hey, we're trying to send you some love. Like, can you, do we have permission to do that? So I wasn't sure how much you were going to share today, but the fact that we're starting right here, I'm like, oh, damn. Okay, let's go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it's all, it's all part of like the journey and it is faith and it is trust and it is surrender. And I get my ass handed to me every time, which helps me to sort of deepen in that. But to get me to actually faith and surrender and trust, I had to build in a lot of safety, a lot of safety, um, because I felt unsafe literally my entire life. <laughs> I've been hypervigilant my entire life. Um, you know, I grew up in New York, um, you know, during the crack epidemic and all the other things that have happened since then you know, 9-11 and all that. So I had to have such like, I do have to have really good boundaries, but most importantly, really good boundaries within myself. And I really have to know myself, like all of me. Don't you know that that's what the fuck I've got on my list? Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, and when you say trust and faith, I don't think that's to deities. I think it's to you and your highest self, soul self. Is that fair? Yes. You want to say more? Yes. So, <laughs> all right. So I, you know, obviously we all work with guides. And then I started realizing, okay, I don't really feel that safe with my guides. They're telling me to do stuff. And, I, you know, this feels very, very uncomfortable. Um, I'm doing it, but I feel like there's some sort of self-abandonment that's happening here. And I don't like it. So... Then the question became, well, how do I feel safe within myself? And so I remember one day my daughter was saying, and she was like this, hand on head. And I was just like, what's going on? She goes, it's like this just arguing in my head. And I was just like, huh? And I said, yeah, 
there are different parts of us that like to argue. And I was just like, huh. So then I went down the route of using Theta and I just started exploring the archetypes, the subconscious, my mind, like the internal family systems. And that's when I realized like, shit, of course I don't feel like I'm safe, you know? My ego's like way overprotective and throwing up like all the things that can possibly go wrong, you know? And then the lower mind's just doing the lower mind thing. Then I've got the inner mother telling me, you know, sort of like, you're mm -hmm. amazing, but then you're not good enough at the same time. And so I literally just got to know each aspect of myself that were loudest initially. Mm. And in sitting with the ones that were loudest, and it was at Ram Das. Wait, I'm going to mess up his name. John Hopkins. Yes, John Hopkins, mm -hmm. sit around the fire. Mm -hmm. So I would literally always, because a friend of mine, the one thing she told me that I always remembered since 2019 was stay in the heart. And that's what I do. And I go into my heart. I journey into my heart until I am literally at that single source of me, the soul aspect. Uh, you want to guide us into doing that for a minute? Sure. Thanks. Uh, because when, um, thank you. Uh, thank you. Yeah, I'll receive. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All right. So we are all aspects of the divine. We've heard that all the time. And so just bringing all of your conscious awareness into your heart space. Just start breathing into your heart space. Sometimes I put on headphones, like noise canceling mm -hmm. headphones and li quite literally listen to my heartbeat. And then I like to imagine a beautiful flower. Whatever flower that likes to show up. And I allow it to open petal by petal by petal. Finding myself just going into this flower. Just being mesmerized by it and just going all the way in. Further and further you go, you'll start to realize there's more light. Just keep following that light. And you'll come to a point where it's just so illuminated within. It's the light beyond the light. I'm just breathing into it. You're literally in your soul. And then, because of Ram Das and John Hopkins and sitting around the fire, I actually picture a fire. 
and I ask all the aspects of myself that want to come forward for whatever reason to just come and sit with me. And in this presence of the fire, we talk. All right, I'm gonna go and start doing theta healing practice. What do you feel about that? Evil might voice an opinion and I'll have a conversation with my ego. The inner mother might raise some points that sound valid. That's a valid point. I didn't even think about that. Let's explore that. Just asking each aspect to share their thoughts with whatever's coming up for you in the moment. And just in having this conversation, you notice you start to settle within yourself. Your soul very much present. And then just sitting with the wisdom of your soul. And then with whatever you're sitting with, does it truly feel aligned? Higher self is always here. Does whatever we're sitting with feel aligned? Maybe some aspects do and some aspects of this thing that you're sitting with feel aligned or not. Just look at what's underneath the things that don't feel aligned. Maybe they just need to fall away. Maybe those are the things that you let go of. And in the end of this practice, I always thank each aspect for being, of being present. that we'll have more of these conversations more often, making a commitment to myself. And then we're sort of reversing the way we came in. this beautiful flower, knowing that it is always in our heart space. Being in deep gratitude for you. Yes, all the aspects are there, the soul, the higher self, but you, the human, who show up each and every day to do this work on this earth plane, being spirit embodied, in body, bridging heaven on earth. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Ansa. Ansa. It's so good, Marilyn. How many of you are sitting around the fire? <laughs> <laughs> Because initially it was just sort of like ego, lower mind, inner child, like the real wounded ones, right? The real okay. broken ones. 
and eventually in a mother because well she just put a damper on a lot and then eventually in a father because I had abandonment wounds within a father and so and then eventually I just started looking at the different archetypes that need to come forward for my work to progress mm. And it's sort of like the siren came forward, the seductress came forward, you know, the genius has come forward, um, creator God has come forward. So yeah. it's remarkable. Um, yeah. Your devotion to listening, to tending, to showing up for, um, like I can see your growth sounds wrong but like i can see the path that you've been on and where you've <laughs> landed <laughs> so far it's profound um and it's a testament to your devotion to this type of practice because these um you know you may thank you let me not speak into what your journey is but it's available through self. You don't need to invest. You don't need to go to anybody. You don't need healers. You don't need fixers. The way that Marilyn has done this is so devotional to self and so fucking disciplined in a way where, um, thank you for bringing us into that. I have a, um, I have to remind myself to be in heart. It's not, um, yeah, I don't know where I am if I'm not in heart, but like I have to remind myself. So even asking you to do that today, I'm like, oh yeah, that, feel, that feels good. You know, it wasn't always easy. I had to remind myself until it became normalized. Um, and the, the practice devotion to self came from not feeling like I mattered. Hmm. And I know I matter. But I didn't matter to me first, right? I was busy people pleasing, you know, I was in victim mode. It was me against everyone else and the blood, you know, but you know how you to say it. that version of Marilyn that I um, still am. I, have I know that one. That version <laughs> of you. But, but isn't that how it is, right? Like the capacity for love, what's on the other end of that? <laughs> like all this peace. <laughs> There can be a lot, a lot of rage behind it too, hmm. right? But it, but doing that inner work, I found inner harmony. I found inner alignment. I mean, and honestly, like I've been sitting with a new decision, and I'm like, there's a disturbance in the force. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. As soon as we got on there, I saw my inner self or my inner child, and she's like, "I'm really scared about this, and I don't feel like you're taking care of it," and like. Oh, uh, okay. Um, right. Yeah. And just letting the inner child know, I've got this. And you know how I've got this? These are the things that I'm thinking about and planning. And it's like, oh, okay, you've got this. And then eventually that's when the self-trust starts to build. Well, and it's like you're sitting in council with yourself. Yes. <laughs> and then now, now, like where the guides were sort of, why well I started to feel dictated to at one point right and then I started to realize like wow I'm feeling a bit disempowered I like I'm just saying yes to the things and I don't know 
what, where is this going? But now I feel like finally I'm in conversation with my guys in a completely different way. Um, it feels empowering. It feels well, because your council is going to be here. So that means your guides have got to be outside of this council of you. Right. Right. So they, they might have opinions, but they aren't driving or dictating anything. No. Whereas before <laughs> they want you. Can we, can we make sure that everybody understands that, that your guides work for you? You don't work for them. That is absolutely correct. <sighs> They're here to And, and the hierarchy you. falls away completely. Say right? the word again, hierarchy. The hierarchy falls away completely because you're at the center, right? And you're just sitting, right? With your guides. There's no, there, there just isn't any of that. Everything collapses. And so for me, I look at, look at it as I'm in the singularity of myself. And in that way, then I can really sit in my multidimensionality. But when I'm sort of like, as I like to say, the splayed chicken, I'm here, there, and everywhere. I'm doing the upgrades. I'm getting the activations. All these things are happening for me, and I'm not centered within myself, then it's a hot mess. <laughs> Andy, it's a real mess. And the burnout is real from all of that. The burnout from spiritual devotional work? The burnout from sort of, it becomes a chase, right? Like, oh, ooh, this activation, or there's this thing happening, or that thing, and... I want to talk about that, because um, someone else was saying, I think it was Remington recently, was talking about how we keep running either after the next activation or the next aha or the next um, awareness. So yeah, would you say what you were saying without me interrupting? Oh, <laughs> uh, no, it's fine. Um, <laughs> so when it was earlier last year, so I had left a career um, with an asset management firm and I started feeling like I was chasing again. And I said, well, this is no different than when I, what I just left. This is what, this is, this is stupid. <laughs> chasing the healings or chasing the other side of healing? The other side of healing or the, the next big thing, because I'm waiting for this amazing thing that's supposed to happen this one day. And, mm. and especially for me, because I have to future, you know, quote unquote future forward, even though everything is happening now, but you know, for instance, in 2020, I was very well aware of how, what 2023 could possibly play out. And so it was this chasing. And then when I started doing the inner work, it just got quiet. And I was just like, a lot of this stuff happens naturally. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, the diamond codes are going to come. <laughs> I don't have to chase the diamond codes. Like, wait a minute. I might might need to make the space for the diamond codes to be able to exist in me. Like, isn't that the work? That is the work. And so the things that naturally came up for healing are the things that I tend to. Hmm. I don't even chase after that. Um, and that for me, now I finally feel like I'm in my divine feminine essence. I feel like I'm finally surrendering to the flow mm -hmm. and really surrendering to the unknown. 
especially with letting go, obviously I still use time to make appointments to do this podcast, right? Um, but I'm not afraid the way I used to be at, I don't know what's gonna happen tomorrow and what's next and oh no, I've got a plan, you know. Interesting. And buffer and have a backup yep. to the backup. <laughs> Well, and uh, my sister and I have been in conversation. She recognizes that I'm very good at the now and she's very good at the future. Um, so listening to you today, I'm just kind of like playing with a little bit of that paradigm that I'm very good at the now and I'm really good um, at the past. You are really good at the future. You, uh, so in your unawakened, unhealed state, we're anxious about the future. Now in your awakened state, you're actually using the future to create and affect the now. Right. Huh. <laughs> but I have to be very present to do that. And really fucking clean in your ethics, which um, I have right. be over and over. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, future pull, is that the word that you keep using? P-U-L-L? Yeah, probably. Yes. <laughs> um, I want to talk a little bit more about that, but would you talk to us about Theta? Because we said it a little bit ago, but I want to make sure that everyone listening understands um, that modality a little bit and how it's blessed and benefited uh, you and me, because I do Theta with Marilyn. Okay. So Theta, I love Theta. <laughs> I love Theta. So it was actually a mutual friend of ours um she was learning theta and she was practicing and i was just like oh i'd like to sign up for that um yeah i'll do a practice session with you and it was awful <laughs> it was awful because here i am coming to her with a problem i was defensive the entire time my ego showed up it was just like you didn't say that I just did say that it was awful. And I was just like, what the hell was that? Well, we cleared what we needed to clear though. That was the wild thing. Like we cleared the subconscious belief and that's what blew my mind was like, wait a minute. I just totally rewired my brain. I was totally in defense mode and it still worked. It still worked. And I was just like, wait, I need to learn this. <laughs> that's when I, you know, really started working with my ego. And that's 2020 or 21 by that point? 21. Okay. 2021. So I started learning more and more about my ego because um, ego is in service to the soul. <laughs> and so when I started learning it, really, I didn't start practicing it until 2022 because I had to create the space for that. So I quit my job. And I remember I quit my job and I was staring at the walls for a few days, like, what the hell did I just do? And then I was just like, I don't even know, I don't even know where to start. You start where you start, right? So I started doing theta on myself. So I was just like, well, I'm certified. Like I know what I'm doing, so I might as well. And what theta does is it rewires your subconscious mind because we're literally believed thought forms, thought patterns, and it is the subconscious that has us doing most of the actions 
that we take. It's the subconscious, right? Like, yeah, this is the conscious to some extent, but, mm, you know, here I was in the session and <laughs> ego was there, subconscious was there. So I started really getting intimate with my subconscious mind and it has, so this is what I really did. I've completely, no, not completely, that's a lie. I have really taken, and it sounds brutal, but sort of like a sledgehammer to my- Everything. Everything, my templates, my architecture, right? Because you're born and you get the name and someone tells you you're this religion and you go to school and they tell you all this stuff that you, mm. you are and how you're supposed to act and how you're supposed to be. And then <laughs> here you go, right? But for me, it's sort of like, I'm, I've been peeling all of that back because I want to know who am I, right? Because I'm not my name, I'm not the religion, I'm not the job. I'm not my I'm astrology. Not like, I think we have to be so careful with that too, because I know in this, uh, in this world right now, it's like, well, my limitations are also set by my human design, I believe, at times. Yeah, I broke up with those too. Did you? Yeah. Um, and y'all, let me just acknowledge Marilyn quitting her job and devoting herself full time to herself. Um, can we say this? Not glamorous, not easy, super fucking challenging. But I think um, for anyone who's like, well, yeah, I just need to leave this. And then, um, you know, what? A, um, not always advised, y'all. But Marilyn was doing it based upon her own internal guidance, not because guides said so and not because, um, I don't know, but um, I've just watched you really honorably. Right. I don't even want to say struggle because there is struggle, but you kept redevoting and returning to you, not to building a business, not to getting a job, not to freaking out. You just kept turning in. I just kept turning in because then what is it right like energy precedes the physical the inner creates the outer mm. so by me going in ultimately then now now i know what i want now i know what my true desires are because there was a lot of stuff that weren't mine there was a lot of stuff that society told me that i wanted or needed or should have or weren't mine then there's a lot of beliefs that i had that weren't mine and so how I, when I quit, I was just like, well, I could always get another job. <laughs> I could always get another job. But if, you know, and, and honestly, I could have done this, you know, while I was working to a certain degree, but I was homeschooling, you know, I was doing all the things. So, no, and it wasn't my path. It wasn't my path to do both. I tried, it wasn't working out. And so I was just like, I could always get another job. I'm always good at getting another job. So there's always another job. It's like there's always another bus. <laughs> um, let's dive deeper because, so being friends with you and being able to uh, work with you in lots of dimensions I always walk away from conversations like, God damn. <laughs> uh, and I can remember even just an easy one one time and there was like a critical voice inside of me. I think I was cooking and I had messed something up. Um, and you're like, oh, that just sounds like inner mother. And I was like, what the fuck is that? Um, 
thank you for your devotion to this and to the practice because it makes me well, I mean, sure, it makes me a fucking better person, but it gives me pause over and over. And really, um, the place that I'm in right now, as you know, everything is kind of getting rewired and restructured. I'm like, I have no fucking clue. I, I have no goddamn clue. We got new templates that came online December 21, which I know you were working um, 22. Sorry, December 22. Um, those new templates. Oh, hot damn. Uh, there, there is something good happening. And we're all just kind of like, what? Um, it feels to me like ice skating when we've never ice skated before. Of like, I don't know what these skates are. I don't know what the ground is. I don't know if I can stand up. I don't know if I'm supposed to move. Am I just supposed to? Um, this is all of it right now. But I keep coming back to this place of who the fuck am I? Because I think I've defined myself a lot. And, you know, a year ago, right at this time, I broke up with Priestess and I denounced that container. Um, who the fuck am I? If I'm not my role, if I'm not who my parents want me to be, and my dad will still look at me, he's like, I don't know who Andy is, you're Andrea. And I'm like, I don't know who the fuck Andrea is, right? Like, uh, what? Huh? Um, are they that diff different? Or I don't know. Um, you hear me with lots of ums, because the question, I don't know what my question is, except the invitation over and over into who am I is so fucking big right now. So would you give us some pointers, please? Yeah, I mean, obviously I use theta, but I know there's other modalities out there. But the bottom line is you got to shake up the beliefs and the thought patterns that aren't yours. The stuff that's not yours, like just get rid of it. It's the making space. And it's the making space to receive all of you. It's the making space for the arrival of you, right? Mm -hmm. And so when I'm sitting here doing the inner work, when I'm doing Theta, I get to plug in the things that are for my highest and best, right? I'm literally working with Source asking, like, what what am I trying to, and, and to a certain extent, there's ego to this right like what am I trying to learn but that's the individualized self we that's why we came here hmm. so what what is it right so that we can just wipe this you know we're going to wipe the slate clean sometimes really removing an entire template dismantling entire architectures yep. right entire frameworks and then rewiring hmm. the whole thing that's suitable for you that is truly and authentically you Right. So that we are because, you know, the other thing, too, I remember like 2020, it was be seen. Right. And I was just like, I am not comfortable with that. You know? <laughs> not right now, y'all. Uh, uh Be your authentic self. And I'm like, well, who the hell? That, who, who's the authentic self? And the only way I could figure that out was when I just went in. Like if you because honestly, like then then self-love. All right well, who am I loving? Like, I don't, like, am I going to love all of me? Am I good? You know, cause there's like a lot of stuff in here. That's not me. I know it's not me. And so it's really honestly just dismantling and just getting rid of that. And we, you know, how do you get rid of it? When you find a piece inside of you, that is not you, how do you get rid of it? I use theta. Um, I know some people, you know, they'll use burning rituals. I don't know if that really, you know, for me, it didn't really, I did used to, I used to do that and it didn't really do anything for me. Um, but for some people it is effective, right? Um, Asking 
Because once you come into your own authority too, then you can also be like, hey, you've done really good and I love you a lot and it's okay for you to go now. Yeah, exactly. Um, intention is super important. Really being intentional is super important. And even that was funky. I like I couldn't weave together an intention statement <laughs> to save my life. You know, and I was just like in 2022, last year, I realized, like, even though I w awakened in 2020, but I was just like, I am a newborn baby. I don't know how to do any of this stuff. And now it's all, it's all Marilyn's. It's all mine. And it's the way I roll, <laughs> you know? And, you know, it's, it's individual for each and every person. But I use data. I like to go to the seventh plane. You know, I just have conversations with source and my brain, my subconscious gets rewired. I Look, I've gotten to, there's so many layers to the subconscious and working with this modality or any modality that has you accessing your subconscious, you start to get deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper into these layers. And I remember I ended up I, I guess you could call it the zero point. I didn't ask where it was, but it was where thought is created. And it blew my mind. And I was just like, this is mind blowing. Half of the thoughts, like they sort of like bubble up and just fizzle out, right? They don't even come to the surface, but then thoughts start to come up and then they get a little attention and then they start to, you know, really take hold. And then we start to pay attention. And then we start to create the neural pathway. So for me with Theta, it's sort of like, I am there, we are rewiring, we are, that is not the neural pathway we're using anymore, quite literally. And it's been shown, right? Cause we're in the Theta brainwave state and a new pathway is literally- What is the Theta state? What's the characteristics or quality of it? Um, well, interestingly, we're in Theta, um, maybe the first four years of our lives, it's kind of like the hypnosis state. You know, when you're young and you're just like soaking everything in and um, I think it's, is it? I think it might be, I might be making this up, four hertz to seven hertz. Okay. Um, so it's that state. But when you go up to, so there's seven planes of existence within theta, um, it's past all the dimensions and all that. It is the energy of all that is. It is source, it's pure consciousness. When you're there, you're automatically in theta state. Mm. It's why, you know, Andy, when you're there, if you came with a headache, it's not like you're feeling the headache when you're there. Um, and I'll say, because I've worked with Marilyn, um, for me, if I can visualize that cotton candy pink and then just kind of bounce above it, I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay. Uh -huh. uh, like there's enough of a, for me, it's very color-based is all that I want to say is like ways to access these energies. For me, it's very color-based. If I can get the color, I can find it. Yeah. Sometimes I just say pure consciousness and I'm there now, at least. Yeah, you, you, uh, you're you fucking master over there, sis. Um, listening to you talk, I have a question I've never asked you. How do you explain the Akashic? Oh. Because every time that you talk, I'm like, fuck, like Marilyn is living, breathing, creating on the Akashic planes and using Akashic, what I would call technology, but I've never asked you what your uh, definition or experience of it is. Oh, I don't know. Wait, what's that again? <laughs> um, 
How do you explain the Akashic? How do you experience the Akashic? I, I feel, this is what I will say. I feel like I'm in the Akashic every time I'm in theta state. Mm -hmm. It is for me a web. It is for me a hall of records. And while, this is what I will say, while it may be, it, there is, it is fixed to a certain degree because nothing is really fixed. I feel that it can be um, changed and manipulated. And I don't mean manipulated like in the negative sort of connotation. It can be affected. Yes. Um, and I think now I like to work with the Oversoul Network in sort of like combination with the Akashic, particularly because I'm doing like future, like. Do you see it like webs? Do you see it like a neural network or do you see it like a switchboard? Cause I'm playing with like, I'm playing through you a little bit. Cause yeah, I've never experienced. Thanks for letting me. <laughs> I experienced, so mine would be more like a web. I don't like, like for instance, when we're in an Akashic class, I'll experience it more like a web. Um, and then, you know, I'll ask for more visuals. <laughs> And then I end up like literally in the library. Um, but I don't experience it as a switchboard, which is interesting. That's an interesting one to play with, though. Yeah, no, that's why I asked, because it was like I was just kind of my my gift is not visual. So as I'm talking to you, like I'm seeing all these visuals today and I'm trying to like connect it a little bit. Um, for me, the Akashic, I don't see anything. It feels like I'm gliding. It feels like I'm ice skating at times. Um, mm -hmm there's a movement to it there's an ease to it if i bump into something it's sticky and globby and needs to be cleaned up but there like to me it's all all the akashic is is like flow and being able to flow quickly to something to gain information or um all potentiality yeah just it's thanks funny. for my brain what'd you say thanks for entertaining my brain that was just a totally like uh andy gets to fucking ask like hey ah yeah. No, I experience that a, it as a web and I don't do visuals first either. And then I ask for some visuals to come online and then it's like a library. And then it's sort of like a book will fall into my lap, whatever it is I need to look at. And, huh. and then when the book opens, it's not like words or pages or anything like that. It's a full on sort of like, here's uh -huh. the light or here's the thing. Yep. That's wild. It is. Um, yeah, I don't have, I don't have that experience of it. So I'll just tell y'all that like my way being a non-visual psychic, uh, feeling is my way. And so I do what I call the roulette wheel, which is like, okay, what's the shape? And then I'll go, oh yeah, that's the shape. And I watch for the one that my body responds to. What's the color? What's the texture? And because I've been doing it so long, I do it pretty instantaneously, but I have to like ask to know. There's not, wouldn't a fucking book in a library be so convenient, y'all? Um, that took a while, Andy. <laughs> that took a while. Mine was all feeling. 
mine was all feeling like, oh, this is interesting. And oh. <laughs> that, yeah, that's, that, that's how that goes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. The beings of the Akashic, you have either embodied or worked with in every lifetime. Yeah. Um, and I'm not sharing more than that because I, uh, it's yours and it's deep and it's personal. But as you talk, I'm like, motherfucker, like, aren't you doing it? Brava fucking Marilyn, brava. Evolving and embodying and um, anchoring. Because the way that you talk about the architecture, uh, talk to me more about the future, Paul. <laughs> what? Huh? <laughs> yeah, no, that's interesting. So now I'm sitting with what was it that they had me doing? Which is so when I saw 2023, it was interesting in 2020 because it was like a full on imagery of what 2023 could look like, way more than what it looks like now. You know, we had some choice points that we had to many choice points and um the matrix being the matrix. <laughs> You know, we, we actually slowed down quite a bit in 2023, even though 2023 is expansive. Um, and so now what I'm doing is I am looking at 2025 and 2026 is what I'm looking at. And then it's sort of like, all right. You're back engineering. Always, always reverse engineering. Fuck me. Okay. Huh. I know something, Andy, honestly, I thought everything, this is what I realized in doing this inner work too. I thought everything was, we just show up. I thought, oh yeah, the timeline's indicated. Oh, someone creates the architect. Oh, this is so cool. And then it wasn't until <laughs> I wasn't sure I was doing it. I asked a friend to like, hop in because I was at a retreat. I said, can you just take a look at what's happening for me? And she was just like, you just created a shitload of timelines for the collective. And that's when I realized like, oh, okay. Oh, I we do that too? <laughs> so it's interesting to see like what, that we do it, we're doing it. We are, we are fully responsible for our ascension process. And mm -hmm. the guys are here to serve and help and assist but we're fully responsible which is when we had that conversation about 2012 and I remember I was asking you like how did you feel and you said you know we thought we were going to be saved and yeah. we're the ones here no we're the ones who there is no one's coming to save us um Marilyn asked me a really good question y'all and um born awake is just like the way that I show up. Um, always kind of knew what was going on. Didn't always know how to get there or what it meant. Um, but Marilyn asked, yeah, like what happened in 2012 when you guys thought this whole awakening was coming, the whole world was going to change because that was what we were told. We had it again in 2001, 1987. Like we can go back several iterations of the guides and channelers and very new age talk of... <gasps> It's all going to be good. It's going to be amazing. And so it created for a lot of generations and a lot of people a codependency upon uh, channelers 
and upon people who they thought had access to information. So in 2012, um, nothing happened. (laughs) Uh, I don't want to say devastation, but it's akin to like being in a cult that says the world is going to end and then the world doesn't end and the cult's like, has to regroup. We all had to regroup in 2012 and some of us were able to make the shift into these places of um, empowered action, creativity, let's play, co-creators of reality. And others did not and are still waiting for their dinar to make them rich so they can create their healing centers and help everybody. Um, And that sounded really shitty. I'm sorry that that sounded so shitty, but there's an epidemic of people waiting to be rescued that are very, oh, hold on. Let me be careful here. I don't want to be careful. I want to be honest because like I can say it's an epidemic and at the same time, they're the fucking shoulders upon which we're standing. Their devotion to like meditation and healing and belief allows us the freedom to be an asshole about it now where we're like, oh yeah, (laughs) glad we got through that one. But we wouldn't be here without them either. So um, there's a tragedy to me at times for that generation of really devoted fucking spiritually awake souls who don't know how to like move into a place of deeper empowerment to actually, maybe it's not their role. Maybe that's not what that generation gets to do. And we do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm grateful for that generation. Because at the end of the day, they did pave the way, right? Like That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, let me not be as shitty about it. No, I get it. I get it. Yeah. But there's a tragedy in uh, conversation or relationship with some of them where I'm just like, damn, um, well, that's not how it's going to work. And they don't all know how to make the jump. It's a loop. Yeah, it's it's a constant loop. Um, There's one organization that I follow and they have done galactic work for a very long time. Really fucking beautiful. They weekly send out an email of save us, help save us asking for money. And that is literally their languaging where every time I see it, I'm like, fuck y'all. Like, I I can't even show up for your messages anymore because they're so. It's It's the disempowerment. It's yeah. a disempowerment. And it's also the victim, right? So even I've been sitting, um, was it? Oh. Yeah, you want to talk about victim? Because fuck that irrit- Um, I'm, I'm irritated by victims, y'all. Like, I'm not going to apologize for that in any way, shape, or form. But like, helplessness is the place where I'm like, I'm out. <laughs> like, you will have all my compassion until you throw up like, but I can't because, and I'm like, I'm done. <laughs> Yeah, that's the arguing for your limitation, right? I do it still sometimes. <laughs> Wait, hold on. You just arguing for limitation for your limitation? Yeah, arguing, arguing for your limitation. Um, that's um, the sweetest uh, explanation of victim that I've ever heard. Thank you. Well, because, you know, well, so, all right. So this is really interesting. So I think it was like later, at the end of last year, I started like sort of like playing with the victim archetype. And um mm-hmm victim what is it victim predator hero right or victim oppressor hero whatever there's different ones i think that's like called it's the victim triangle and i was sitting with source and i was just like i need to understand this more and 
what I realize is it is really interwoven in our, it's part of our societal matrix. It's a very, very important part because as consciousness coming here to have an expansive experience, right? It's sort of like, well, how do we do this and expand? Well, if you play the bad guy, I play the good guy, you know, and then someone comes <laughs> like, how does that work, right? Because it makes for a good story. We see it in all our stories. Great. All of Disney, right, is usually victim, hero. But you have to start by losing your parents to succeed in Disney. Like, let's not, like, yeah, you, get, you have to start as a victim. <laughs> right. <laughs> yep. You want to be a hero? Well, you gotta be. <laughs> Yeah, be an orphan first. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Got to raise yourself and not have any fun. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. So I've, I've. That's a whole architecture on its own, but even within the like, the human, it's literally a whole ass template, and that mm -hmm. one takes quite the bit of dismantling because it shows up in so many different ways that you don't even realize it. And and when you think about our news, <laughs> our media, all of it, whether it's, you know, a TV show, news, whatever, it they play on that, right? We've got the hero's journey, right? I mean, you've got to go through some shit, you know, to come out on the other end. And it's an interesting one. Mm. But the new, um, thank you, I'm listening. But the news never shows like what comes out the other end, right? We just get stuck in that place. And so much of our entertainment media too. Um, I don't, do you remember the movie Love Actually? No, I never saw, I don't watch rom-com. <laughs> okay, well, Love Actually, fucking brilliant. Um, 20th anniversary was just celebrated and there was a documentary that was done about it. And the creator of the show was saying, all of our society keeps telling these harrowing, awful stories. He's like, how come we don't have more stories about love? Um, and in love, actually, it's not just romantic love, but it's like a brother and a sister love. And it's, it's, um, it's the complications of it and all of the iterations of it. So I think since I've heard that my brain is just kind of queued up to like, how come all of our stories are like danger, danger, danger. They're no, all. You have to look for the hero outside of you. Who's coming to save us? Twenty twelve. Who's coming to save us? Right. Like there's oh, always well, even twenty twenty. Didn't we have that with Trump too? Like wasn't every? Um, I can say it. I can fucking say whatever I want. It's my podcast. Um, and whoever that offends, like it's okay. But like Trump's not gonna save you. Nobody's gonna save you. Q's not gonna save you. Oh God. Um, the partner is not going to save you. No one's coming to save you. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Um, and that can either feel incredibly terrifying or you take a cue from fucking Maryland and you sit your ass down for a year and you. Well, because I mean, you're a spark of the divine. Yeah. Right? Like, who's telling a child that? Like, who's telling us that as children? Right. But we are. We are all a spark of the divine. When we all like, it's interesting because in Theta, you know, when we drop into heart, before we go to the seventh plane, we go into the core of earth where creator energy is, right? 
creator energies in, within, creator energy, we scoop it up from earth, we let it mix, we go up to the seventh plane, that's creator energy. We all have that, right? And so how do we get to know that and leverage that so that we feel empowered, right? We feel like, no, wait a minute, no one's telling me what to do. I know what it is that I actually want and I, what you're coming to save me no you know what i'd rather not be saved that way <laughs> that feels kind of gross yeah. a lot of it is not good yeah. right like uh it's like weirdo sliding it i got i had somebody do this the other day slide into my dms and he's like i'll send you 500 dollars a month if you just like flirt with me online and i'm like uh that's uh no uh uh <laughs> Right. But if you feel like you're a victim and you don't have choices, yeah. doesn't that feel like that's the option for doesn't you? Doesn't that feel right? Like a blessing has just landed in your fucking lap. Right. And, but you could, why can't you say, you know what universe? Yes. I asked for that 500, but I'm not really into it that way. Like you can say that too. And like, come on guys, like, what are we doing here? Right. Like you can have those conversations now. Right. Well, and the no defines the yeses, right? The no, I, I really enjoy, like, for me, the process of knowing who I am right now is like uh, finding what the boundaries are where I'm like, I think I want this, I think I want this. And I get there and I'm like, never mind, okay, uh, no. <laughs> so the no and that setting of boundaries, uh, super helpful. But one word that I wanted to say as you're talking is for all of us to begin to source from source. Not sourcing from our guides, not sourcing from our teachers, not sourcing from our lineage, not sourcing from our lovers, sourcing from source feels to me the mastery of what we're doing, which is what Marilyn is talking about and embodying here for us today. Sourcing from source. Um, because a guide is only going to be a fraction of that source, right? Something that's like spun off. Uh, I was talking to a young lady the other day. And she's like, you know, I want to know more about her guides. And she's like, where can I learn? And I'm like, reading anything that anybody else has written is just like somebody else's memories. Like, why? Why the fuck do I want to go and learn what ISIS is from like what people have written about? It's because it's a consensus. We're all agreeing that this is what it is. But like my own unique experience with that divine frequency of ISIS, much more interesting. Much more interesting. Um, you know, I wasn't, I haven't read a thing in, I can't even tell you how long. And oh, no, I don't know this. Really? Yeah, my thinking journey. I couldn't listen to, don't listen to anything. Don't read anything. Just go in. So my, just like you, my personal relationship with ISIS is my personal relationship with ISIS. And then the memories come flooding in from my relationship yeah. with ISIS. I'm not sort of, because the mind also is very susceptible. Right. And so it's sort of like, well, but I heard, I'll tell you this. Right. So it's like the starseed thing. Okay. I went to Sirius and she said, welcome home. All right. That was just one of many. Mm -hmm. And I remember having this conversation with a friend and she goes, well, but how can that be? Cause you know, that DNA can't be with that starseed DNA and then angelic and I was just like, I don't know what you're talking about. All I know is that we are in a limitless universe. Anything goes. Yes, there are laws. Those don't fall into the laws at all. So it's interesting. Um, 
because I don't, because I haven't read anything, then I don't have those limitations necessarily, right? And so everything gets to be this expansive sort of new, new in this lifetime, obviously, experience. So yeah, I don't, um, I, I hear you with that, um, especially reading about the guides. I, I just don't, I don't go there. No, I, no. Um, it, it's the invitation for all of us in this place of enlightenment, of ascension, is ascending to new levels of reality. Uh, and now we're recognizing, oh wait, people are actually creating those new levels of reality. Thank you very much, you and the others who are doing that work. Um, but the invitation is like to know self, to be whole unto self. Nuk Uninabat, still one of my favorites. Um, it's an Egyptian hakal that means I am all that is, was, and ever shall be. Uh, shall we just like can we um unlearn and remember is what i is what i have seen of 2023 what are you seeing of 2023 now that you're actually here in it are you able to see now or do you just see the future <laughs> no i can see like now oh, trust me i um so even at the end of the year i already was just like oh this is going to be interesting so 2023 for me personally i haven't looked at the collective yet i will do the collective um, um when you do will you come back on here and tell us about it yeah sure great um because like i said it's not as expansive as it was initially as it could have been as it could have been in 2020 but for me it um personally it's an extension of 2022 and that 2022 for me was very energetic and 2023 for me is moving into physicality. Mm -hmm. So it is bringing the form into formless, right? It is now sort of doing that weaving. It is it is playing with bending reality. It is playing with time manipulation. Like So sort of like the stuff I was sitting with last year, the guys had given me three phases. They say phase one is amassing, right? Where you're amassing all this information Phase two is sort of like distillation and refinement. It's sort of like, you know, you're sort of, you know, you know what that means. And then phase three is, um, what is it? Readiness and execution. So it's sort of like now I'm in that phase okay. where it's going to be messy, right? It's trial and error. I like, you know, yeah. I just sat in an incubator. I'm out now. <laughs> Do you know that incubator is the word that I keep using? Oh, really? Over and over. Like, and like, to me, it feels like very Silicon Valley. And so I'm like, I don't want to use that like in a, I don't want to claim that as a title, but incubator is the word that I have heard probably two dozen times so far. Like, what is today? January 19th? Incubator, 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 incubator is like. The last year was, right? Like for me, that's why I felt like it was. I mean, um, you said bring formless into form or formless or form into formless. What did you mean to say? What's 2023 for you? Well, bringing it into physicality. So formless. Right. formless into form. You said it the other way. And I just wanted to clarify that because like. Oh, wait, I have to explore that then. Maybe there's something I'm doing in that too. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, um, my sense of what. Oh. We're bringing the formless into form. That feels very much the seven. Right. Right. But. <laughs> With that, 
it makes sense because there is, I still do work, destructive work, right? Collapsing work. So maybe, yeah. Bringing form to formlessness. Thank you. Uh, collapsing and destroying timelines, not for the weak of heart. Please don't do that just because you're hearing it here. <laughs> do it in your personal matrix of reality, but maybe not on the collective and not for... Um anyone other than yourself collapse all the fucking timelines for yourself you want because that's also how we learn isn't it yeah it is and delete and cancel delete and i don't need that anymore thank you so much it was um yeah that's exactly it yeah but yeah that is that that's this year and for many of us because last year weren't we all sort of like aligning with destiny mm. we did yeah finding our joy Right. And this year is really being living it, being it. If you, it feels very different. It does feel like there's um, energy that just like moved forward. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Action oriented in that way. But the action is like coming from that place of like deep alignment. So it's not just like, I want that. Um, it It's. Um, there's a sophistication that I feel to like 2023. There's a presence of things. Yeah. And people. And people, yeah. It's really cool watching. Um, I'm working on a new uh, short initiation container. Uh, it's going to be some form of joy is your destiny, but it started channeling in over the week. I don't know what the f I don't know time. Um, it, it arrived this week, <laughs> um, and sitting in that, people are ready for it now in ways that they were not before. The traumas that we have been in are becoming like the um, the way they showed it to me. Um, it's Ganus. It, it's advanced Ganusa teachings for uh, Marilyn and those who know. Where I'm like, holy shit, what? And they're like, yeah, yeah, but it's. It's the gold that has been refined that is what we use to create in 23. Yep. It's not the messy. It's not the I want. It's not the I'm going to manifest. It's not the um, there's been so much empowered embodiment of that source energy. You can create. Yep. It's amazing. Yep. Even I feel like, you know, it's not manifesting energy. It's creation. Like, oh, I um, I've got a friend online. Um, she calls herself the manifestation mama, and watching what she manifests, I'm like, motherfucker, like, good god, like, beautiful, right? Um, extraordinary. And I sent her a message, and I'm like, so I think I'm not so good at manifesting because I'm so present in the now. <laughs> I think. Um, and not that I'm not good at man. Like, I, I don't love that idea. I don't love the idea of manifesting. It feels, um, iris. I don't know. What are your thoughts? Hold on before I'm just like sharing all my shit. No, I, I'm, I mean, we all manifest, right? But you know, cause you're, um, of the same vein <laughs> creating, you create in the now yep. and you, you, you know, you, you know, you know, you know how Andy. Trust me, you know how. Um, but I just, I th yeah, I, you know, linguistics might be part of it too, but um, I like that. I, I, I create, I don't manifest. Hmm. Yeah, no, it, it, 
that that's really what we're doing. Um, and that's what a lot of us are being called to do. Um, it's not necessarily, yes, it's the, I want that thing, but we're doing so much more than that. Right. And sometimes it is creating a whole construct, right. Or the thing that you're calling in that you may want to start tomorrow. It's tomorrow, but in this now moment, right. As within your own conscious awareness, as that source within you, you have the capacity to create it now. That's the bringing form into, that's the bringing form to the formless. It's a, it's a tricky one. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Create, don't manifest. And those creations, um, I found this from Nadia in the last couple of days too. She's like, remind yourself at least 20 times a day, what we do is for the all, not for the self. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I think of Charmed. Did you ever watch Charmed? Did you watch TV at all? Yeah. Okay. Um, and you remember Charmed where the, uh, yeah. What was the number one, Witch's creed, like not personal gain. Um, <laughs> and I'm now at a place where like, sometimes my personal gain is what blesses the collective. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. No, my work is not for personal gain at all. Um, and yet I benefit from it. Oh, thank you. That's that's a better way of saying it. Right. Right. And I'm finding that I'm benefiting from it. And sometimes, you know, I'll I can create something. It doesn't even necessarily mean that um, it's landed in. How do I say this? Where it doesn't sound funky. Um, it still has to be um, fully activated in me. Like, yep. yes, it's the architecture piece. Right. It goes out. Right. It, it's doing its thing um, multidimensionally, but it still has to then activate within my own energetic field, um, which is interesting too. Well, it's that, I mean, as you talk today, um, I have a lot of visuals talking to you. So um, I hope that y'all who are listening might um, also be pinging in that way that shit's just kind of like clicking into place. Source energy moves through you and moves into the collective. So for you to be able to not just be a channel of that energy, because I think in some ways channeling in that way, maybe is a little irresponsible if you don't know what the fuck it is and don't jive with it. Um, so to being able to be the clearer vessel, the empowered vessel through which these source energies are moving through you. Yeah, you have to resonate with it for a minute. And then you're like, mm, yeah, got it. Go. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Eventually I would like to teach um, a class where we talk about just the, that creator energy and moving it through you to create. Mm. Um, some of it is advanced though. So I'm, I'm going to have to sit with wrapping because you, like you said, it's sort of not one of those things where you can just necessarily do haphazardly. But I also, I mean, you know, the people who resonate with you are ready for it. Yes, they are. And um, yeah. I like, I had a reading last year and part of what I am still playing with is New Direction, which Marilyn very well knows. Uh, this woman, she's like, well, you know, you're going to have to start by teaching the basics, which is like how chakras work and what energy is. And I'm like, no, I do not. Uh-uh. <laughs> um, so I think what I'm speaking here is like, we don't need to 
try to start from the beginning and bring everybody along for the ride because a lot of people have already gotten these pieces on their own so you just being able to like drop in this yeah. and them being able to ride it with you dragon yeah. yeah that's interesting that you would be teaching basics like that <laughs> i completely yeah, yeah. Um, they're like beautiful but i think other people can teach them it's not right right there's a lot of people who can teach that it's interesting too because even and you know what sometimes it's not linear like that here i am learning the guides i remember last year they were like you have to you're going to be doing readings i remember i was I, I still haven't put my website out but i remember i <laughs> they had me put a placeholder channeled readings channeled reports and i was just like mm, i don't think so and lo and behold i did channel reports i had no idea i didn't start where, you know, you would start with the card reading, like the odd thing. No, this was full on. Here you go, 15 page report. <laughs> Here it is, soul alignment. Like I had no idea, you, you just don't know. Well, and I, I look at that as almost being your doctorate as well. They right. threw you into it to learn that you could do it. Right, because you know what I realize is I'm. It's almost a, as if you're picking up from where you left off, not starting way from at the beginning, right? Because when that has been like with like when you really think of well, that's my journey in general. But when you think about it, would it have made sense for me to? What's the quickest way for me to start channeling? Picking up where I left off. I have the capacity. It's in my cellular memory, right? So wouldn't that make sense rather than here, let me just set up shop. I've got my, you know, I'm going to do a three card pull. Yep. Um, so now it's sort of like I went through that really, really quickly. Got a bunch of people in, got two more to do. <laughs> and then that's it. And it's like, oh, okay. And now it's like, I can channel way more information and it just happened in this short span of time which is really interesting but i feel like you know most your of your capacity um i haven't gotten my report yet um <laughs> oh you're very yeah, you're um thank you <laughs> whatever you said there's two left like i just smiled uh not so coyly over here like mm -hmm. <laughs> yep um Good, the capacity of what you are bringing in as i have heard from others in those reports like Fuck, Marilyn. A 15-page report of anything that brings our souls into a place of... Um, so celebrating you in that, yes. Celebrating those who are fortunate enough to be like, yes, I need one of those. Yes. Um, I had arguments, though, with that one, with the guys. I was just like, no one wants to read about themselves for 15 pages. They said their ego does. <laughs> yeah, they do. Oh, sure. Yeah. I was just like, you know what? I would be... <laughs> received anything else like that i mean other than astrology but astrology is again not channeled astrology is like uh the reports that i have like they're pulled from sources it's our early chat gpt on astrology that puts it together for you um you didn't know you could and then you did and now uh the expansion of that the veracity of that the formlessness into form of that oh fuck um when people do want to work with you going forward it's not a channeled report but what's what's the entry point right now 
entry point right now is theta. Um, that's like my jam. Um, just because I have seen, I mean, like, just I'll just use one person as an example. We've had like seven sessions, and I'm just looking at her architecture like, wow, we mm -hmm. did some major, major stuff. And it's beautiful to just see her coming into her own um, just by that. And just even seeing like the victim archetype, I was just like, this thing was steady state. It's literally scaffolding now, um, which is really, really cool really really cool so that's going to be that then eventually i'll have classes you know one of them being the money wealth prosperity one i know because i i got tired of reading about well not reading because well prior to my awakening um i'm going to pause you for a second so everybody can hear this because you just mumbled your way through it because you're talking money wealth prosperity Oh, money, wealth, prosperity. Sorry. Money, wealth, <laughs> prosperity. It's okay. Yeah. Um, I was blessed enough to be a part of a small group that Marilyn did this for. And holy, like I walked away and I was like, I didn't know they were three separate things. And I didn't know that this one played this way and this one was. <sighs> and it was unique to you. Totally. I mean, I think. <laughs> no, that was unique to you. Um, everyone, how, how it works for you was very unique. Maybe not the definitions. But the energy of it and the way that it comes into form. Cool. Yep. yep. And that I think is the beauty of it because I think for me, prior to my awakening, I, I mean, I consumed so much on money and wealth and abundance. I mean, look, I worked for Wall Street and I was just like, it was exhausting. And then finally. And knowing that that system is rigged never to let you win. Like, I think that's the other thing that it's already set up in a victim state. So when we become enlightened, trying to work on that um, architecture of money in the old ways, doesn't work. No. And, and, and moving forward, it won't. Right. I mean, it's collapsing. Yeah. Quite literally. Quite literally. So yeah, so for me, I think when I finally started just sitting with it, how does it work specifically for me? And it was just like, that's when the I had like the like bulb moment, like, wow. Um, and that's what I shared with all of you because I think we're all so unique. Our, yes, the programming and the beliefs and all that stuff, fine that's pretty much across the board but when you start playing with that and as we all have been and being asked to let go of what no longer serves and doing that then it's sort of like well now what what do I do with this and how does this work for me and so that's um that that's for me like really critical so that's what you know I've been really excited doing is sort of like and all my, now all my sessions at the end, it's sort of a te like a little teaching session. Um, like, do you, you know, do you want to know how blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, you sat with the limit list, remember? It fucked me up. Um, 
I know I feel embarrassed saying that, but it did like I called you afterwards because uh, my exact wording was after experiencing the limitlessness with Theta through Marilyn, that I felt body slammed back down to reality. Remember? And I was like, oh, fuck. And you're like, hey, just um, keep, keep tapping into it. Keep expanding your capacity. Um, and let me explain what I mean when I say expanding capacity, which is mean like we haven't experienced limitlessness. So we just have to touch back into it and like maybe feel it for like 10 seconds, maybe feel it for 40 seconds. Um, so the expanding of capacity for things that are either unfamiliar to us or our new template, new frequency of this world, you can't expect to recognize it right away, nor how to create with it right away. Is that fair? It is fair. It is fair. Um, but we're being asked to widen our scope at the same time, right? To create a new world. And how do you do that when you've got this? Yeah. When you think this is the world, right. And so we've got to remove that. Um, and so this is this is the thing though, right? When you expand, you do have that contraction and then you stabilize in a sort of frequency that makes sense for you. And then yes, keep tapping in and it just starts to slowly like widen over time. What I've found, and I just stumbled on this because um, I'm sort of like my own experiment, I guess you can say, um, was when I do anything that is expansive, honestly, the contraction phase is so uncomfortable, I resist. I'm in such resistance and it prolongs the whole freaking process. And I get so annoyed and then I, it, prolongs it even more. And then one day I remember, and that's when I left you that message. I was just, I just said, it's going to be uncomfortable. It just is what it is. You just expanded. You're going to contract. I kid you not. It was less than half a day. That contraction, everything just stabilized. And I felt so good. And now because of that, it's sort of like expand. The contraction doesn't even last even as long as that half a day. It just sort of like expand boop, and then stabilizes. Wow. It's really interesting because it's sort of like oh. that was it when, when there's no resistance. Yeah, yeah no, I wrote down the resistance because yeah, I think we all spend a very long time in the resistance of it instead of like, just get me into like whatever the discomfort is yeah. because we're wise enough now to know that that's not where we stay. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm not just going to be in pain and victimhood and suffering as this world has told us we will, right? Like, um, and so many layers of past life memories and... Uh, witches and sisters and mothers being burnt and persecuted <sighs> for doing what we do now. Of course, we have resistance. Of course, we have contraction. Of course, um, the things that we're touching in this world, we have not been told were possible for what? 8,000 years? If that, like, it's a new paradigm. It is. It is. But sometimes I'm just helping to widen the scope. You're, mm-hmm. Um, so Theta is one way that people can work with you. Classes will be coming soon. Yeah. Um, would you tell us what your Instagram is so that we can find you there too? 
It is Hades' daughter, Hades, H-A-I-T-I-S, daughter. Um, my family originates from Haiti. Um, and that's where everyone can find me. Yeah. I'm so glad we did this. Me too. Thank you, Andy. Did it feel scary at any point? Um, in the beginning. Okay. Until I, we did um, the soul journey. Well, that's exactly, like, that was the beauty of it, is, like, you dropped right into heart right away and brought us all there. Yeah. Where there's no reason to fear, so, um. That's, like, I'm telling that's, like, the anchor point. It is, so even for those who are working, like, can you imagine if, you, you know, meaning in the corporate environment or have to constantly, you know, you're out there interacting with people you know all all sorts of frequencies right can you imagine you anchor there in the morning and you feel that and you're consistently doing this you will find your center like really fast so good mm -hmm. and just remembering to do it <laughs> okay um thank you marilyn i love you i love you too Andy.